Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word freedom and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Andrea Freirier. Andrea is the CEO and co-founder of Agile Sherpas, a bootstrapped multi-million dollar business that teaches marketers how to apply Agile to their unique profession. Before starting Agile Sherpas, Andrea never thought of herself as an entrepreneur. She was just really frustrated with every job she ever had. Turns out she just needed to work for herself. And apparently Eminem made her quit her day job. Agile Sherpas has grown more than 250% since COVID started. It's a 13-person shop. They've 3X their business in the last 12 months. She writes for Forbes, CMS Wire, and has also published two books. Andrea, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. So what's the M&M story? <laughs> yeah, I um, I was on the fence about leaving my full-time job. So I asked my boss if I could go part-time and start working on Agile Sherpas on the side. Initially, she told me, yeah, no problem. I'd rather have you half-time than no time. She takes it to our CEO who says, no, no, no. No one in marketing is allowed to be part-time, which is a totally made-up rule. But at that point, they know you want to leave and you know you want to leave. And so I was really struggling with stay or go. And I had, I was a content marketer. So I did a lot of writing. I sat down at my desk, put on my headphones and kind of started my work playlist. <laughs> and the first Uh-oh. thing that came up was Lose Yourself, the Eminem song. Yeah. And the first line's like, um, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wow. wanted, would you capture it or let it slip? And I was like, all right, I'm out. That's the sign from the universe. And I quit my job and now uh, it's been six, six and a half years ago. Mm, that's good. I watched 8 Mile the other day because I was like, I just, I just, for some reason, I knew there was just these good like moments, <laughs> these like breakthroughs, you know, and the the rap battles and they've got that, uh, that song plays uh, quite a few times. Good song. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge Eminem listener, but that song is, is good one. It's weird how that happens sometimes, right? You, yeah. You, I think it's one of those things like, uh, you know, if somebody says like yellow car, all of a sudden all you see is yellow cars, you know, like maybe you, yeah. you would have played that song. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have noticed it before, but, but mm-hmm. that day it obviously had meaning, which is, which is cool. Well, congrats on, I mean, it sounds like in hindsight, best decision ever, right? Which I'm glad we can sit here today and say, say that, cause that's pretty cool. I and mean, it sounds like you were doing a great job with that company anyways. And, you know, now you're in a better place having your own agency. So, I mean, what, What's been uh, maybe unexpectedly challenging after the uh, Eminem song moment? <laughs> the, you know, it's it's all 
on the good problems list, I suppose. But Agile Sherpas really kind of hit a zeitgeist in the marketing profession in a lot of ways. Like Agile was really on the upswing. People were really interested in what it meant and how to do it. And so uh, my co-founder and I often talk about how we inadvertently strapped ourselves to this rocket ship that was about to take off and we didn't really realize what we were getting ourselves into. So in the early days, it was just me uh, as the only trainer, the only consultant. And then I had a co-founder, thank heavens, who was doing billing and back of the house kind of things. But uh, I spent a lot of time on airplanes, you know, for about three years going to clients. And that was really challenging. And once COVID hit and that stopped, all of a sudden, <laughs> it was one of those moments where it was like, why was I doing that again? But it had just become normal to me mm. at that point. And so giving, I think it was really challenging to scale as quickly as we have. And in hindsight, I wish I had thought more carefully about how to replace myself in the business and how to bring on others. But I never really thought beyond that. I kind of thought I would be the only Sherpa forever. But it's so much better now to have to have the team. It, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. But mm. uh, it was it was sometimes like a claw clawing uh, <laughs> to get well, here. I mean, the name is Agile Sherpas plural. I assume right. it, didn't, it didn't start as Agile Sherpa, did it? it? It was plural from the start, right? It was always plural from the start, yeah. So what have you done to replace yourself in the business? It sounds like this was a lesson, something that you had to learn, maybe the hard way instead of the easy way. I think this is a common thing for agency owners and entrepreneurs. So I don't know if anybody has the magic bullet to replacing ourselves in the <laughs> business. But what what was your, looking back, Like, what, was, what were some of the key things that you did to replace yourself in the business? Yeah, I I started adopting the strategy that if there was anything I had to do more than one time, I would document it. Either screencast, record what I was doing, or video myself explaining the thing that I was doing just in real time walking through it so that when it was time to try to bring somebody on to do it, it was a lot easier for me to hand it over instead of trying to make time on my calendar for 30, 45, 60 minutes to teach them something, they could be running through that asynchronously and then come to me with questions, which would take you know five or 10 minutes after they had kind of already learned the thing. And then I could repeat that for the next person that we brought on. And it was a repeatable system and processes as opposed to one, one by one, me trying to train every new trainer. And we've we've taken that now beyond just me. Like every Sherpa does this. If you're going to do something more than once, you document it and we have an internal wiki. So when people come on board now, it's a lot faster and easier for them to get up to speed. I can almost imagine like if I'm going to do something a second time, I'm like, oh man, I'm doing it a second time. It means I got to go. Andrea said I have to make documentation. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to do it a second time. I just, you know. So documenting things, the greater than once equals documentation. So I love that. Is there anything else that you did? And then obviously involving your team in that process was another thing that you did. Uh, anything else that you did that worked really well to replace yourself in the business? You know, we were on the lookout for the right opportunity for me to become more of the CEO and less of the head of training. And so when COVID happened and we were able to do a lot more virtual training, it meant that our margins got a lot better. 
and we could do a lot more in the same amount of time. And so it really made a, a give us a big cash bump. And so immediately me and the rest of my uh, partners were like, this is it. This is the moment. You know, we, we have the cash flow now. We can do it. And so we uh, went out to our to the network of people we knew and found a really great person who I could put trust in because this was my baby and these were my people. And so finding that right person that I had known him for years, you know, we had met at conferences and he was a, a thought leader as well. And to be able to say, all right, there's probably like five people in the world that I would have handed this off to and, and I could actually trust and give it over to him. And he's been with us for just over a year and it's been spectacular because it's all the things that you know you should be doing as a leader and as a business owner, but you also have to do budgets and forecasting and uh, team building and all the other things. And so you neglect some of those, those um, kinds of best practice things you know you ought to be doing. And as soon as you've got person full-time in that seat, they go and do all those things. And it's just been amazing to, to watch the business thrive as soon as I stepped back, right? And became mm. an actual CEO and not a CEO and a trainer who's trying to oversee a team of five people. Mm. They're, they're like, Andrea, could you just get out of the way now? I mean, that, that's the best thing I think as an entrepreneur. If, if your team's telling you, Hey, we got this, and yeah, and it, but it does, does sound like you found an A player in that person, and it sounds like you've got other A players that you've brought onto your team. You mentioned this person you had kind of um, scouted. You had somebody that you saw talent, and you pursued them. You've you've grown your team substantially in in the last year. You mentioned to me that you'd three x your your business in the last twelve months. So what are other things that you're doing to find find people, to bring other people into this vision of yours? You know, the greatest thing has been, we've been around long enough now, Agile Sherpas will be five in July, that people have been following us for a while. They read our content and they they listen to our webinars and they know us as an entity so that when we put out a call for applicants, we tend to get a lot of people who are really excited to be part of what we're doing. Um, and so it's it's almost like content marketing for is serving the hiring funnel as well as the client funnel. Very cool. Um, and so that's been the first couple conversations that I had with candidates who were like, I love everything you guys do. And I've been following you for years was just like really surreal. Um, that people already knew what we did and why we do it and who we serve and all those things. Those conversations were awesome and and kind of mind blowing that people knew us and and came to be part of the of the vision. Um, but those have been amazing hires and amazing members of the team. Hey, agency owners! I have an amazing product to share with you this week. Service Provider Pro. I'm absolutely in love with this platform. If you're currently running a productized service-based agency and you're looking for an all-in-one client management solution, this is for you. Service Provider Pro helps you sell services at scale. You can manage your clients, your payments, projects, all from one slick dashboard. Run reports, see where your projects are at, and give your team a single source of truth. And it all comes in a fully white-labeled package, so you look super pro in front of your clients. For more details and an extended free trial, head over to spp.co slash yougurus to sign up. That's spp.co forward slash yougurus. All right, let's get back to our show. 
I'm surprised how many people don't use their own marketing for HR that mm-hmm. they don't use their email list or they don't use, you know, maybe they have like a jobs paid buried on page 19 of the website, right? In the footer, there's a link that's like jobs, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. th- I'm just, I am surprised that people don't leverage their list. They aren't telling their list when they have a new hire. And I actually, I, it's weird. As I talk about that, I kind of remember early on in our agency, I always thought if I told my clients I was looking for like a designer or an SEO, that they were going to all of a sudden think that we didn't have like those people to help them or that there was some insecurity around yeah. that, which we could probably dig into on a, on a coaching session or something. But but <laughs> it's cool that you're using your your brand to hire people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's very commonly overlooked. Yeah. And we're really specialized, you know, agile expertise and a marketing background is a, there's a very small overlap in that Venn diagram of people who have both of those core capabilities. And so we talk about needing to keep our Sherpa funnel full, just like we keep our client funnel full, because when we, you know, land a big deal and and might need to staff up for it, we, it's hard to find people, you know, that have those capabilities. So having them already you know, in the process allows us to move quickly when we need to. And I think there's, um, you know, just understand, you got to ride a wave or you're riding a wave, right? I mean, agile as a methodology, you know, a lot of people in the, in the software, it's revolutionized a lot of software development. And there's a lot of, you know, but, but maybe marketing, the, the thing that you brought is obviously that, hey, marketing needs to kind of work in the same, work with that system or process work in the same way uh, as that system or process. So so talk to me about how that works, right? Like, how do you integrate agile methodology into marketing? Because I feel like it's one of those things, it sounds great, like, hey, cool, we're going to do agile marketing, right? Like, oh, that's, we took two like different disciplines, we're going to put them together, we're going to become the experts of this, right? But then I almost, I almost feel like that's, it's probably... There, there's more to it than that, right? We can't just say like, oh, we're agile marketers because we do marketing in two-week sprints. Oh, yeah. it's it's uh, It does sound great in theory. And then you try to apply it and instantly you break stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens to me when I first tried it with my first ever agile marketing team. And that's how Agile Sherpas got started is I realized there weren't really any resources or any support out there for people who wanted to learn and to have a coach guide them through it. And so that's really what the Sherpa's mantra is kind of about is we're there with you. We walked that path before and now we're going to take you along because we know how this goes. And it really is about translation and customization. So there's this huge universe of agile ways of working of which sprints is one, you know, and there's tons of others where visualize your work, like put it all out where you can see it and then try to do fewer things at a time so that you're more likely to finish them on time. And these kinds of underlying principles, it's really good to have a coach there to tell you, hey, you think that you're prioritizing, but you still have five top priorities and you're actually not doing this as well as you think you are. Our priorities are like, here's the, you know, it's like Santa Claus's list, like coming out. Like, no, no, these are our priorities. It's 19 pages. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, being able to, to guide people on that journey. And, you know, we do a report every year, like state of agile marketing report. And the thing, the barrier that's been at the top for the last five years is just training and education is the hurdle that's really holding marketers 
back. And so the idea sounds really good, but they still want more ways to educate themselves on what does it mean and how do we do it, which is great for a business like ours because that's what we do. <laughs> um, but even just you know books and webinars and podcasts and and more places that that information gets disseminated, the better it is for marketers who want to learn to apply it in whatever way you learn best. And I love that approach of being, you know, having a flexible marketing plan of being able to learn, being able to have these kind of these shorter cycles where you're working through and shipping things quickly. But I also know sometimes in marketing that things sometimes have much longer, you know, timelines or there's big projects or you know, situations, I guess, to use the the opposite of Agile of moving towards like a waterfall type approach where you might be working on like a rebrand or something that's just, you yeah. know, it's, it's got a big, there's a big element to it. I mean, I'm sure we can break it down into some Agile chunks, but are there types of marketing campaigns or goals that are better suited for Agile marketing versus other approaches, more traditional? Yeah, the rebrand is one that, that, is a good example of, you know, you can't exactly rebrand one page of your website at a time. You know, like you can't incrementally release a new brand. But, you know, thinking back to kind of agile values, the point is not to necessarily do a bunch of little releases, but to find the ability to deliver value sooner. Mm-hmm. And so in what's the value in a rebrand? Why would you do a rebrand in the first place? And so what are some smaller chunks of work that you could release that might get you closer to that value? Is it a user group? Is it putting things out on social media and trying to get feedback from your core audience? You know, there's lots of maybe test and learn moments that can lead you up to that more big bang release and de-risk it somewhat. Mm. Um, you know, like, we've all do seen we the giant even need marketing. a rebrand, right? I mean, that right. would be a good place to start. Maybe our hypothesis is wrong and maybe this color blue that our CEO is in love with is actually not at all what's going to resonate with our core customer base. So using the agile methodology, you know, as a as an operating principle, but it's not a it's not a cure-all. It's not something that you can just say, "Hey, this is going to be how we run all of marketing all the time." I would say you could run all of marketing that way all of the time or let's say 90% of the time. Um, agile is not meant to operate in little pockets, right? So like an agile project trying to run as kind of a skunk works inside of a much more traditional waterfall department is going to run into a lot of roadblocks and not deliver the same kind of benefit that you would expect. Because agile teams are supposed to work together 100% of the time on a shared goal. And so if I have 15 projects, all of which are a top priority to somebody running it in a sprint and putting it on a Kanban board is not going to help me prioritize those 15 things against one another. So there's deeper conversations. And this is where you get into a true like agile transformation mode. Leadership has to plan differently. They have to go out and be the heat shield and, and stop saying yes to every incoming request and start saying, well, is that actually going to meet our goals for the quarter? If not, we're going to put it in the backlog and talk about it another time. The team isn't going to start it next day or the next hour after you requested it just because you requested it. So there's a lot of change that happens, not just at the daily execution level, but then we're up into planning, we're up into budgeting. And now we've got to talk about agile finance and we're out into a whole business agility mode 
there. Um, but it's it's more deep and systematic than I think a lot of people think it is. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. I feel like if you don't have that, you know, whether it's the C-suite buy-in or management buy-in or key stakeholder buy-in, I mean, I can just imagine a team being like, you know, somebody be like, hey, we need this campaign to go live next week. And they're like, whoa, whoa hold on. That, you know, we already have our priorities. This needs to go in the product backlog. Uh, sorry, you're going to have to wait on this. If I feel like if they're not bought into that process, it's going to be like a, you know, an instant point of tension within the, yeah. within yeah, the Yeah, you get the, um, the mutiny happening pretty quickly if you don't bring, bring your stakeholders along, for sure. I, I think even for, and I, I want to make sure we, we have some time to talk about the Sherpa, the, the, the seat that you have in your business, basically how people, like how you deliver the work that you have in your, in your agency. But is, is this kind of a model, like, I mean, there's a lot of digital marketing agencies that are probably listening today and whether they're a content agency, a branding agency, an ads agency, and they're probably thinking in the back of their heads, like, oh, agile marketing, like we could get our clients to like work in two week sprints. We could get them to, we could have a meeting with them. We could set priorities. We could then work on those things. And we could hopefully all agree that you're not going to throw grenades in the middle of that <laughs> process, right? They're probably all thinking like, this would be great. I mean, is this a is this a methodology that agencies, marketing agencies, and stuff like that should look at as a potential fulfillment paradigm? Uh, hard yes, absolutely. Um, I know some agile agencies that will even bill according to sprints or according mm. to the number of points that are allocated to a client within a sprint, as opposed to hours. It's pretty, you know, it's not a huge leap from from one to the other, but it allows them to better allocate effort and capacity across their teams. And we hear from our brand side clients, literally I hear it every single week. Oh, if only our agency would do this with us, it would be so great. And then the agencies are thinking, oh, if only our clients were more (laughs) agile, it would be so great. So just bring it up because probably they're thinking the same thing and they would be excited to find a way to marry agility on the agency side with agility on the brand side. And it will get you more deeply embedded with how they work. And you're you're stickier, and you're going to be able to stay in that account longer. So your model, you have these agile Sherpas. You were Sherpa numero uno, and now you have, I think you said earlier, five Sherpas. Is that right? Uh, so we had five when I handed the team over. Uh, okay. We have nine nine uh, Sherpas, client fa- nine client facing Sherpas. Yep. So then the the Sherpa, uh, in terms of models, so you essentially are selling. Sherpas to go in and help businesses implement this system and also do do marketing against the system? Is that kind of the, the general business model of the agency? Yeah. Um, so we have sort of a three-tiered approach, let's say, um, depending on where people are in their agile journey. And they'll either engage us for a full transformation, which is, let's look at your org chart and your team composition and make sure you're set up properly for agile. And those are going to require reorgs and lots and lots of change management 
And, and that's a big first phase. And then we move into actual training and coaching and kind of teach you how to work day in and day out in this agile way. Uh, some people go that whole journey, right? Other people feel that that first part, the reorg and the restructure is too much. They're not ready for it, or they just did one last week and they don't want to do another one right now. And so some people will start with training. They let's teach people how to do this first. And then once everyone's excited and prepared, then maybe there's more appetite to create a pilot team and, and try some of this out in a more iterative style. Um, so we we tend to sell into our clients in more of a like package approach. Yep. You know, you're going to do two trainings followed by six months of coaching, and you know you you pay for that package of of work, which entitles you to a certain amount of support from your Sherpa or Sherpas. Uh, we never do time and materials, which sets us kind of apart from a lot of of folks in the professional services type space. But that's something that we did really intentionally early on. And I'm super glad we did because it got us out of the trading time for money place really quickly. And it allows us to better support our Sherpas. You know, when we do have some contractors who don't work for us full time. And so we can better compensate them than if they have to try to maximize the hours that they spend with the client. It's more about what value can I bring and how can I best support them? And it doesn't really tie directly to the amount of time they have to spend. I mean, the thing that I, I just love hearing is the, the the scalable client-facing role. Now, obviously, your team has to... You have to, a, you have to hire A players, people that you feel comfortable in front, of the, the, in front of your client. You have to have them up to speed on your IP, that they understand what it means to be an agile Sherpa. That doesn't sound like any a very easy task. <laughs> You've got to, you know, train them on how to actually follow your implementation and kind of proven process with your clients, which again, not an easy task, but I love the structure, this this structure kind of with a scalable seat, as I call it, with for any agency that's kind of productized or has this type of structure to have somebody who's that that seat really is as your demand grows, it's like not to oversimplify it, but it's like you get more Sherpas, right? Like your Sherpa team grows, right? And it's it's a uh, it's a very flexible and scalable agency model. And I think that's that's really cool. Yeah. And the next sort of phase that we're looking at now is, like I said before, the Venn diagram of, of Agile and marketing, there's not a lot of people that fit at that intersection. And so we're trying to figure out how do we extend the impact that our existing Sherpa team can have. And so we're looking at more asynchronous learning. So what can we deliver to you in a digital learning environment and then maximize the time that you have with your live Sherpa as coaching and, and Q&A and application and do more of the knowledge transfer, which is, you know, every time I'm going to teach somebody how to use a backlog, I'm going to say the same words, you know, I'm going to teach yeah. you in the same way. And then the important thing is that you get to ask me questions about what I just told you and get your particular context included in there. And so, you know, if, 20 different clients can watch the backlog lesson and then one person can answer all their questions over the course of five coaching sessions during the week, that person, that individual person can have more of an impact. So we're, we're trying to, to work out the right mix of live and async stuff now to help further extend what a single Sherpa can do. Yeah. Well, that sounds, sounds like you have a, a bright future. Sounds like 
the growth that you've experienced since uh, early 2020 is not slowing down anytime soon. So congrats on that, Andrea. This has been a fa fascinating conversation. Uh, I, I love the model. I love what you're putting together. You're getting successful. Uh, you're getting success with it. And so, uh, yeah, keep keep on this path. This has been awesome. Do you have a few minutes to stick around for our lightning round? Let's do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received is probably do less to accomplish more. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Oh, that one is is definitely early morning, getting up early in the morning and uh, making time for myself before business and kids and the world intrudes. What time do you get up? I'm a 5 a.m.er. I'm real early. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners would find valuable? I am a Trello fangirl big time. Uh, every single task that I have to accomplish goes to my personal Trello board and I prioritize ruthlessly every week, every day. And uh, that's how I limit my own personal workload as well. I can only work on two things at a time. So I drag cards through my Trello board and will not start something until I finish something. So Trello is my source of truth and, and how I run uh, my business, my family, <laughs> much to their chagrin. But yes, Trello would be would be my tool. So work in progress only has two things on it. I'm not yep. gonna I'm not gonna bring up my Trello boards. That's just it's shameful. Shameful. <laughs> uh, mine are mine are not yours. Uh, what book could you recommend and why? I always recommend Personal Kanban, which is a book about personal agility, and that's what my personal Trello board is modeled off of. Big fan in terms of uh, agility, productivity for your individual humans. Very cool. Big fan of that book as well. We will link out to that book, Personal Kanban, at our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll also drop a link to Trello if you all have been, uh, if you're somehow not aware of that tool. We'll make <laughs> sure that that's uh, front and center for you. Love, love that tool as well. Lots of other cool tips, takeaways, nuggets at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Andrea, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, uh, I'll shoot you a link, uh, Brent, that you can include in the show notes. But we have a getting started guide for Agile that uh, will show you how to set up a board, run meetings, nice, easy to consume ebook that I'll share with everybody that's free and open. And then the great thing about having a weird last name is I'm easy to find. Uh, Andrea Fryrear on LinkedIn or fryrear.com. Awesome. I will link out to your website, your LinkedIn, as well as that awesome sounding Getting Started with Agile ebook, all on our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're out on a run or riding your bike or driving your car, go to yougurus.com slash podcast. You'll see Andrea's photo right up there at the top. Click on her and you'll have all those resources and takeaways in one nice, neat place. And yeah, those resources are awesome. Andrea, thanks again for stopping by the program this uh, this week. It's been great. Thanks so much. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, 
you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. That's the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.